We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K and K. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Value Add with K&K. Today we have Ricky Caruth in the house. What's up, Ricky? What up, what up? How's everybody doing? We're, it's Friday, we're doing good, we're hustling. I know you're always hustling, so I didn't need to ask that question. Yeah, man, what day is it? Friday, I think, I don't know. No Doesn't I mean, matter, right? It's just another day. <laughs> um, I work seven days a week, so... Yeah. So, hey, thanks for coming on. Um, I appreciate it. I know you're busy. Uh, we're looking forward to this interview. I think we can give a lot of value and uh, to the audience, and I know you've been giving a lot of value to a lot of people, so I'm going to jump right into it. Um, so you and I actually, we were talking yesterday, but you and I met randomly uh, through social media, shocker. Um, I know you went to Gary V's 4D and you did like a sponsor ad, and I think you're having a little conversation, and I DM'd you, and then we got on a call, and uh, that was, gosh, I don't know, eight months ago, six months ago, and I, I've been following you and watching you rock and roll, and now we're here. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, so um, if you don't mind, like quickly, can you just kind of jump in and tell us about, for people that don't know you that are going to see you on this, who you are? A little bit about your story and uh, just, you know, kind of give us that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just uh, like a small town Alabama boy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm right on the beach on the Alabama Florida line. We got white sandy beaches, palm trees, million dollar condos. It's wild. So our population is like 20,000 people between Orange Beach and Gulf Shores. It's really small town. Wow. Are you guys doing good on sound? Yeah, we're good. So, but we've got over 6 million visitors every year. So, Whoa. like, it's a really small beach town. Crazy. But, um, it's, an, it's, it's a really destination, you know, vacation spot. Wow. Um, so, I grew up here. I didn't know how good I had it. Like, you don't realize, you know, growing up on the beach, you don't realize that it's, it's the, you know, it's paradise until you grow up and, and visit some other places to realize how good you actually had it. Nice. And so... Um, it took me a while to appreciate, you know, where I live, um, just because you don't you don't know what you don't know. So, anyway, long story short, my father was a roofer. Uh, I grew up roofing houses with him. Wow. And um, when I'm 20, I fell a history class, University of Alabama. I went to four different colleges in two years, and I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up hang up the college hat. And I'm gonna I'm gonna open up this real estate career. And uh, so that's kind of what happened. I just I didn't feel like college was productive for me, and um, I saw that real estate was one class to get your license and make it happen, and that excited me a lot. So I jumped on that. I got my license in 2002. I was 20. Um, I thought I was totally done with the world. I was fixing to be like a millionaire overnight. And like, <laughs> That's <you know>. awesome. <laughs> so uh, I quit everything and started doing real estate. I didn't sell anything. 30 days I had to go back to roofing houses oh. so now I have my real estate license and I'm roofing houses trying to figure it all out it took me eight months to make my first sale wow then I started selling two a month I got I got out of roofing I was doing real estate full-time um so I got in when I was 20 by the time I'm 23 the market blew up prices doubled overnight and I became a millionaire um just like that I didn't I was really young I didn't know what to do with my money so made a lot of bad moves and <laughs> end up losing everything when the market crashed. So at 20, 20, I'm broke as a roofer. 23, I'm a rich real estate mogul. And by 25, I'm bankrupt, sleeping in my car, sleeping on friends' couches, went back to roofing, and I'm working on an oil rig. Wow, that's um, crazy. Entire year of 2007, I'm working on an oil rig. And uh, there were guys where there were 50, 60, 70 years old right next to me that went through the same exact thing in their life as I went through when I'm in my mid-20s. So, um, I knew immediately, like, uh, how fortunate I was. 
um, I was really happy about what happened right then. When it happened, I was happy about it because, man, the thing is, is like I, I still work just as hard now as I did when I was working on that oil rig. You know what I'm saying? Nothing yeah. changes for me like day to day. I'm still going to get up early, you know, go as hard as I can go no matter what I'm doing. So nothing, nothing has changed. Um, if I lost everything today, it wouldn't matter. You know, like to me, the skills I developed to learn how to communicate with people and, um, you know, just the way the world works is worth way more than anything in my bank account. I could turn right around tomorrow and start over at zero and make it all again. I bet. So, yeah. you know, that's one thing people um, discount when they're looking at the end of the year. Like they made this much money um, and that, and they, they kind of just focus on that, but they don't realize like how much of the relationships you built that year were and how much of the skills you developed that year were. You know, you don't put that on a tax return. So it's really hard to put like a monetary value on, on how much that's actually worth, but it's actually worth more monetarily speaking than, than the money you made. You know, nobody ever really looks at that. So when I lost everything, I read a hundred books in about a two year span and I studied the market and like, I really wanted to know why I fell, you know, like I'm the hardest working guy. I know why, what happened? Like, why did I lose everything from a million to zero? And what I realized was that, in the first half of my career was all about the deal and the money and the transaction and the closings. You know, I didn't care anything about the people, the relationships, what, what, you know, what I could do to help them short, long term. You know, um, I really wasn't worried about that. You know, I wanted to help them do what they wanted to do, but that was about as far as it went. It was very surface uh, oriented. I didn't go deep at all with, you know, how can I help these people long term? How can I how can I treat these people like family? And so something clicked at some point, and I realized this. And when I got I got back in the business in '08 in real estate, um, when when we got a new president and the oil rig the oil uh, rig started laying people off. I eventually got laid off from the oil rig, mm-hmm. and luckily enough, I've been dabbling in real estate for a second, and I had a deal coming, and so. I got laid off right when that deal was about to close. I had to borrow $500 from my dad right before that closing just to make it through that next week, you know, with wow. for gas money and wow. food, you know. Crazy. So, so I hit that deal. It was twenty grand. i am back in the game. I'm, I'm now taking this new relationships over transaction, um, you know, theory with me, and I just start crushing it, you know, in 08. I do really well. Oh, nine, I do good. 2010, the BP oil spill hit. It was like a mini recession in my area. And I made more money that year than I did the year before, wow. even though it was a horrible year. It was a crazy year. Wow. Scary. Um, but I applied the I applied the principles that I learned in the big crash to this little mini crash. I made more money. And that's when I moved to Remax, which is where I always wanted to be. And then it was just sky's the limit. Um, by 2014, I sold 100 properties, and I've sold 100, over 100 properties a year since every year and um yeah and then two years ago i wrote two books and decided since i sold 100 properties a year for so many years in a row i can start teaching other agents how i'm doing this so i wrote two books and i started coaching agents for free so now i have the fastest growing real estate coaching program in the world on top of the fact that i'm still selling 100 properties a year as a single agent and i've just started speaking all over the, the world really i'm getting offers all over in different countries but just this year alone i've been to la miami detroit um and baton rouge and i just logged in charlotte orlando miami again and i'm going to birmingham and and vegas so things are really moving quick and the way i built my real estate business i'm able to go on all these speaking engagements and still maintain my real estate business it's crazy Wow. That's, wow. Yeah, um, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah that's uh, – I know kind of heard your story before, but that's pretty crazy, like, just what you're going through. And I think Crystal and I, we can, can relate a little bit because uh, 2008 was a, a big transition for us where we were in our 20s, and you're so focused on money, and, you know, you want to have all this nice shit and press people. And once you lose it all, you realize that really it's, it's never about that, right? It's just – and then you start focusing on – really building a business and working your ass off and just doing the right thing for people. And that's where we kind of started over the same way and built it back up. So that's, um, that's pretty amazing. 
So about the coaching, I know I uh, wanted to talk about that real quick. I know you're doing free coaching, which is crazy because people are like, wait a minute, nothing's for free in this world, right? Everybody's like, there's nothing for free. And um, can you kind of tell us a little bit, dive into a little bit about the coaching? When you say free coaching, is it really free or is there some you know, sales pitch or bait and switch or something? Like, Can you just tell us exactly what you're doing and how you're coaching people and how it's working and helping people out? Yeah, for sure. Um, and just to add on to what you said a while ago, you know, like you said, you had all the flashy things and you lost it all when the market crashed. And you realize, you know, none of that really matters and stuff like that. I mean, what you realize is, is that business is so abundant. You know, there's there's so there's more than you can handle forever. You know, there's more than you can handle, which means it's unlimited. You can't do it all. And, and so what that what does that do? It takes away all the competition. You know, even if somebody takes a client or two years or whatever, you just replace it with five more. It's so unlimited. You cannot do it all. When you realize that, you realize that closings happen every day, regardless of what the market does, then you're like invincible. You know, it's like you don't care if your clients buy or sell because, you know, they're going to at some point. And um, like everything just kind of falls into place. So I know what you mean. As far as the coaching goes, um, yeah, zero two diamond dot com. Basically, it's a free course that I made. What I what I'm doing is I'm sharing exactly in depth all the details of exactly what I've done with my business, and it's completely free. So the thing about that is, is I can tell you everything, and I'm not like trying to figure out what what parts of my business I can hold back, so that you're like, oh, I wish I had that part of this business. I guess I will pay the whatever amount. Right. This way I can give you everything and not worry if you pay me or not. I can just tell you everything. Um, and it creates a situation that's really cool because, like, I don't have members that are paying me, so I don't have to watch what I say when I go do a speech. And, like, oh, I hope, you know, they're going to get mad because I'm telling them all the secrets that they're paying for <laughs> yeah, and true. all that stuff. You know what I mean? That's, like, I don't, I've never thought about that, but I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, I was charging, I did it for about six months. And this is this. I came to this conclusion. You know, I had 200 paying members. They were. I was making about 10 grand a month automatically through that. And one day I woke up and I said, you know, I'm not. I'm not running my coaching business like I'm coaching my agents to run their real estate business. You know, I'm telling them it's all about the relationship. But here I am trying to, you know, tell them to pay me a little here, a little there. And it just didn't feel right, you know. And so one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? And I turned every single automatic payment off. And uh, I had a big meeting with the 200 paying members. And I was like, look, guys, everything that you've been paying for, I'm now going to give away for free. And not only that, I'm going to make it better than it was. So the, the general public is now going to be getting everything that you've been paying for for nothing. And I'm going to make it better. And not a single one of those 200 people asked for a dime back. They all cheered me on after I explained to them why I was doing it, what I was doing because I gave them so much value, like the little hundred dollars that they paid me or 20 a month or a thousand bucks or whatever was nothing compared to the value I brought them. I bet. I mean, so, um, yeah, like, so, I mean, the whole thing behind it is, is I want to influence the industry. I want to actually reduce the failure rate. Um, and it's happening. Um, like agents email me all the time saying, I was about to quit, and then I found your thing, you know, like I found you somewhere, and uh, now I'm doing good and stuff. Like when I get those emails, that's what it's all about. So my strategy is is just to share what I've done and let people kind of feed off of that and take bits and pieces of my business and go succeed. The other side of it goes a little deeper, and, and it goes like this. When the market crashes, agents have to scatter out of the business, right? Yep. Well, the thing is, is there's nothing to be scared of. There's no reason for them to scatter because closings continue to happen every day. Yep. And business continues to be unlimited. But they don't realize this. And there's a lot of reasons why we can get into it or not. But the fact is, is I'm going to spread a message so deep that hopefully, and it's going to happen. It's not hopefully. It's when the market does crash, less agents are going to have to quit during that time than would have if I wasn't doing this. True. And so I'm, I'm trickling along one agent at a time um, to stay in the business that would have had to quit. And then I'm waiting on the, the big mother load is going to be when the market crashes. I'm going to prevent so many agents from having to get out of the business then as well. So that's kind of the strategy. And uh, I have a, a full course 
uh, action plan, 90-day action plan, and we do live training twice a month. And people have full access to me. I answer every single message, DM, email, whatever whatever people need. Um, then I, I reach back out. And the thing about the DMs is, you know, a lot of people ignore the DMs. Um, a lot of bigger name people ignore the DMs. I agree. It's so crazy, yep. when, it's so crazy when I go through my DMs because there's so many people that need help. They need, they're asking desperately you know, for, for just something, some motivation or uh, some kind of technical question. And it's like, you know, I, yeah, I have to sit there for like an hour sometimes to go through those and answer all those questions one by one. But when I go to sleep at night, you know, it's like I realize how many people I helped during that little hour or 30 minutes or whatever, that if I would have just ignored it, like ever, all the other people out there, how many people would be sitting there left hanging, you know? And so... No, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I have to say, I did a little bit of research on you, Ricky, of course, just leading up to this, just to educate myself a little bit and went to your website. And um, you have a lot of really detailed information on there, but also just like a lot of really cool testimonials of how you help people. So cute. Um, but yeah, like a lot of just testimonials. I looked up your books on Amazon. You have a, like five star reviews on your books and it seems like you're helping a lot of people. But I've also watched some of your YouTube videos. The ones that are most, the, the, the ones that are the coolest to me are the things that I'm scared of, which is your cold calling. Like I, I mean, I'm ter- I hate cold calling. I don't know that anybody says I love cold calling. So I don't think anybody likes it, but, but you kind of, take the scariness out of it by showing people what you're doing and then also not being that hardcore salesperson just saying like hey is there anything i can help you with if not great but if what in the world can i do for you yeah i mean i (laughs) i i really love it like honestly it's 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 so simple it's like it literally and you call people and they're like did he just ask me what in the world i can do for you they're like it changes it it's their their mind just waiting for a, that sales call. But it pitch. also makes the the cold call not so scary when you said That's treat them like your it. friend or your family. And also, like, is there anything I can help you with? If not, great. Maybe I can help you at a later time. I mean, it just kind of takes the scariness out of it. And I think it also probably takes people's brings people's guards down. Like, I've very rarely seen anybody be rude to you i mean like a couple times i think maybe i saw a couple people who were not so happy but but i think for the most part people's guards are down is that kind of what you found when you started using this approach yeah exactly like like it took me so long to figure all this out you know and um at the end of the day the fact is this if an agent is not going to make calls then they're not going to succeed i don't care where you get your leads from you can get online leads right but then when you get the lead you got to call them You know what I'm saying? Like you have to make calls. And so the thing I wanted to do was because everybody's biggest fear is making the calls. And that's really, that's really almost like the leading factor why so many people fail. And so I wanted to do, I wanted to create something that, that would take the fear away, you know, where some of these people that would have had to quit the business wouldn't be as scared to make the calls you know, and then hopefully they, you know, reduce the failure rate by creating this low pressure approach that takes all the pressure off. Like when you concentrate on the relationship and not the transaction, it takes all the pressure off. You know, it's not like you're like trying to figure out how, because like all the other coaches out there are trying to, trying to teach agents how to close and how to convert and how to like handle objections. If they tell you no, then say this. You're going to try to end up in a situation where they're signing a contract. The thing is, most people aren't ready to do do a deal. And so why are you trying to pressure somebody into this awkward situation and doing something they don't want to do? They're going to do something sooner or later. And if you try to pressure them now, you're not going to be the one to do the deal with them later. You know? So, right. yeah, um, I really have a unique way of looking at it. Just before you guys get into the next question, I want to add, add – just a little thing I've been thinking about a lot lately, and that is yeah. helping for sale by owners for free. Calling for sale by owners and saying, hey, look, I want to help you for nothing, zero, right? Help them figure out how to put it on MLS, con- uh, consult them with the price, the remarks, professional pictures, and make sure they're in good shape, you know, to, to the best position possible. Because agents want to be the gatekeeper MLS. You know, they want that to be the reason why – Owners have to list it with them so they can put it on MLS and get all that exposure. 
But truth be known, there's companies out there that will put it on MLS for the for sale by owner. Why not help them do that if they haven't already? Teach them everything you can for nothing. What's going to happen? Okay, the relationship is worth more than the money. What happens is if they do list it in three months, who are they going to list it with? Yeah. If they sell it, yeah, if they sell it, who are they going to buy their next property with? If their cousin wants to sell their house in, in, in six months, who are they going to refer that person to? It's like every relationship you create is worth 10 to 20 deals to you over the life of your career. And nobody's like everybody's going after the deal, 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 the deal. And it's just one deal they're going after. And like going after the deal is what's preventing them from getting the deal, you know? Yeah, it's funny, you say, it's funny you say that, Ricky. I met with an agent here um, who's using social a lot. And I and we uh, we met on social media, you know, and he's an agent. And obviously, I'm a lender, so we're just connecting. And he was talking about what you just said. He's like, you know what I do? I call FSBOs up and I said, hey, what's your email? I want to give you a, a sheet on five tips on how to make your uh, how to sell your FSBO and make it better listing. And people are like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, I want to give it to you for free. Why would you do that? He goes, because I want to help you sell it. But why would you do that? He goes, because if you don't sell it in 60 or 90 days, I know you're going to call me back because nobody else is doing this. And they're like, he's like, I'm getting listings left and right now because nobody's doing this. All Everybody, they're just getting hammered all day long with, like you said, this, the dog, you know, come on, list with me and all the pressure selling. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just, you're just helping. Like I just came up with this, like, three weeks ago and then I've been I've been talking about it on podcasts and stuff. I'm waiting for the email in like thirty days of somebody that really went hard with this and did it for like twenty for shell owners and all of a sudden had like eight deals under contract like within like thirty days. Next Thursday, I know this podcast will be live long after this, but next Thursday I'm going live and on YouTube and I'm gonna call for sell by owners and I'm gonna do this live. And like in front of the whole world, it's <laughs> gonna be wild, man. See, like I'm doing a lot of firsts. Like I'm the very first completely free real estate coach, right? Who also sells 100 properties a year as a single agent, right? For five years straight, going on six. Also, like I don't think anybody's ever done this. Like I'm gonna call for sale by owners live and tell them I want to help them sell their house for free. Nobody. So yeah. I, I don't think anyone has ever said don't go after the deal. So I'm trying to really bring a different approach and a different look to the industry um for agents because there's so much bs out there you know and i just you know i don't know yeah you know it's funny um i told you went to that the 10x grant cardone thing and one of the fascinating things is you have some of these amazing online marketers of the world there right that are gurus and there this one guy i forgot what it was he's talking about he's like you know when people market online they go, they, they bottom feed. So they go for the quick sale. And he goes, if you notice, like an Apple, when they're going to release their phone, they start talking about it three, four months before and giving little tidbits. He goes, the people and the companies that know how to market that are really good, they're not, they're not trying to get the sale right now. They're not coming at you with the punch. They're, they're just giving you information and get just like touching on you and touching on you and touching on you because they know what works. And the people that are you know, bottom feeding, you're always a bottom feeder and you're just going to go for the quick punch. And he's like, you're not long term. You're not going to have consistent, you're not, persistent you're success. You're not going to yeah. close the hundred deal. You're not going to be the big marketer, the big guy. You're not never. And it's funny they said that because it's the same thing you're saying in sales as it would be if you're an online marketer marketing a product or anything. Right. And, and now you think about it like Apple does say, oh, we're releasing this in four months. And they just kind of tease you a little bit and a little bit. And then, and then they hit you with it rather than here it is. Go get it. You know. So it's, it's this, I, you're, you're onto something for sure. I think that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, what do you, uh, the one thing as we were talking about yesterday too, um, is the coaching's for free for everybody else, but the coaching isn't free for you, which I was kind of, which I was kind of shocked to hear. I was like, you're like, it's not free for me. I was like, what do you mean? It's not free. You're like, it costs you a lot of money to be a free coach. Yeah, and I and I know you're you're okay, you're okay to talk about that, but can you talk about like what I'm what we talked about yesterday, whatever you're comfortable with, and so people understand like not even your time, but how you're actually putting a lot of capital into this. Yeah, for sure. Um, like right now, I probably spend a quarter mil a year on the coaching program through content creation, 
um, and and ads ad spend to grow the brand, you know. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm probably somewhere close to breaking even now, but I lost a good hundred thousand last year um, over you know over what I made. Um, so basically, man, if you want if you want if you want to grow, if you want to build a brand, you know, and you want to do it right, you got to spend money. <laughs> The days of organic reach are really basically over. I mean, they are over. You, you cannot grow a million follower, you know, account on any platform for free. Unless you're LeBron James or will some famous person. That's it. Yeah, well, I mean, unless you're unless you're like a really you know a celebrity of some sort. Of course, I mean, you, know, you have to happen, invest in I'm your business. Like, uh, you have to invest in your business, basically. Whether in that's your brand, yeah. 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 You know, like yeah. if you're just an average person, you know, like me or you guys, you have to spend money if you want to grow. And then, you know, it, it's it's a tough thing because you're throwing money at something and you don't know what's going to come out the other side. There's no real ROI there. Um, you have to have faith in yourself. You have to have faith in your business. You have to have faith in what you're doing. And so for me, it's easy. It's an easy bet because I know that I'm a good person. I'm doing it for the right reason. I know that. You know, I've already touched so many people, and so I know I just got to keep going, and if nothing else, go harder. But absolutely, man, it does hurt, you know, knowing that, you know, I'm writing big checks, you know, for this, and I uh, spent a lot of time, like, like for now, example, right now, example, I could be making a hundred phone calls and possibly knocking down a deal for a million dollars or something right now as we speak, um, you know, but. I just believe in my heart that what I'm doing, uh, building this brand through this podcast, through other podcasts, through the little coaching calls I do, you know, through the content creation, through the brainstorming, um, like right now, right before you guys came on, I'm sitting here at my house. I'm revising my 90 day action plan for my coaching agents. Cool. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm tweaking the scripts for them. Um, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing certain, I'm, I'm, I'm always pushing to try to get better somewhere and tweak something to make it better. But, but yeah, anybody that thinks that, you know, growing online and, and building a brand and, and having a, a million dollar business is something that you can just, it just happens, you know, without some kind of investment, it ha- you, you've lost your mind. Um, it, it costs like any idea. A lot of people come up with these ideas like, Hey, I want to do this they don't realize that you need to have about $200,000 to really give it a real go, you know, and that's, that's on the low end. Yeah. You know, that's on, that's on the low end. I mean, you know, I mean, you could very easily spend way more than that, but you know, they don't, they don't really, these are broke people I'm talking about, you know, they're totally broke and they're like, Hey, we should, you know, we should do this app or this website. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, it's like, yeah, dude, that is a great idea actually. And that's really good. Do you have a couple hundred thousand or, you know, where are we going to get that? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's not cheap to, to, you know, to to build software or, you know, to, to, to do these things at all. I mean, you know, unless you're some kind of genius, it doesn't matter even if you are some kind of genius and you can do all this stuff. Still costs money. Well, so the, the thing is, is you might be good at this thing, but it takes several different layers of, 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 a, of a puzzle like there's several different pieces that have to be put together and nobody is ever going to be good at all of them yeah. so you may be really good at this area but you're going to have to pay somebody or do something for all this other stuff you know so yeah it it it, it, it has been a serious uh a seriously expensive journey so far <laughs> but when i went down to miami a couple weeks ago and, and i stood uh behind a zero to diamond backdrop for an hour and a half while 300 agents stood in line to, to shake my hand and take a picture and tell me how much I changed their life, that made it all worth it. That's really cool. That's awesome. I yeah. bet. That's awesome. That's really cool. So I, kind of about that coaching, like if what are you telling people who are new agents? Like what do they need to focus on? What do they need? Because I think a lot of people will go, well, Ricky, you're selling 100 properties a year. Of course it's easy for you to jump on the phone and say, I sold this building and that building and the other one. How about yours? What do you, what's your top advice to them? Well, I mean, like, first off, like, get all the philosophy stuff down, you know? Like, you know, it's it's not about the deal, you know? 
um, relationships over transactions, property owners are the highest quality prospects, losing deals are the greatest thing that could ever happen to you, right? Closings happen every single day. Business is unlimited forever. You know, all that stuff. You got to get all that down first, mm -hmm. right? And that's all, the, that's all the psychology behind it. Then what are we going to do? Well, we can go a bunch of different directions. Um, one direction, like the most efficient direction is straight property owners. You know, pick a subdivision that's in a price range you want to sell in. See, the thing is, is you pick your price point. It's not like buying leads and you don't know what price point the lead's in or if the lead's going to call you back or whatever. You pick your price point. If you want a half a million, you, you call unlimited amounts of people who own a half a million dollar homes. And they buy, you know, they sell, they buy, they know people that buy and sell. They're the highest quality prospects, hands down. Nothing, nothing you can do better. And it's unlimited. You can't call them all ever. So if you know that, then why would you deal with anything else? People, people that know my stuff, they still call me and ask me, should I do this networking thing? Or should I, should I call people who are renting to see if they want to buy? And, um, like I get all kinds of weird stuff. But I'm like, dude, look, like, I've given you all the, the magical secret, you know, <laughs> stuff, dude. Like, just do this one thing. Call property owners that own the type of property you want to sell. Just do it forever. Like, anytime you get a spare moment, you know, time block. Do two or three sessions a week for two to three hours a time. And then if you have more time left over somewhere, fill it in with phone calls. So that's that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, it, it help for sale owners for free. Right. Call expired to say, hey, I mean, like, oh, Ricky sold 100 properties. You got a lot of stuff to talk about. You're not calling to tell them that you sold 100 properties. You're calling them to give them some kind of market information, see if there's anything you can do to help them. You can just say, hey, I don't want to take up too much of your time today, but a house around the corner just sold from you. I just wonder if there's anything in the world I could do for you. Right. It doesn't have to be your sale. You're listed at right. all. It's funny how people like to complicate things. So, yeah, it's just that's what your mind does. Yeah, because they have to answer the question. Right. When you ask, they're like, what is this guy? You're like, they, they have to they're going to say something. Right. Like, what? What do you mean? What can I do for you? I'm just asking if I can do anything for you. Yeah. And, and then, like, if they don't want to do anything, it's like, OK, cool. Is there an agent you would work with? You know, is there an agent that you would work with if you were to do something? That's the next question. No. Cool. Well, look, I'm sure at some point in the future you're going to want to do something. I would love to work with you when that day comes. Would it be all right if I stayed in touch? Cool. What's your email address? Boom. I put everybody, everybody into a database, constant contact, um, weekly email. I've sent a weekly email to my entire database every Wednesday since 2007, 12 years. Wow. It's literally the reason why I sell so many properties. I built my brand through that email. And every week shows your clients how consistent you are, dependable you are, hardworking you are, professional, like it builds the relationship for you that you're the hardest working agent in the area, you know, like, and that it's every week on the same day of the week. That's the secret of it. And the fact that I make, I created every week, it's original content. So like these people that do once a month, the clients are thinking slacker. Right. The ones that do twice a month, they're thinking slacker. If you do every week and then you miss a week, slacker. You know, if if it if it's the, if it's a drip campaign from a CRM, the same drip campaign five other agents are using, talking about how to cook shrimp etouffee or what color to paint your walls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it. It really it's it's the consistency in it. It's just that every time the same time every Wednesday they're getting it, and they're like they start. Ex I know you've done a couple calls, and they're like, "Oh, Ricky, I get your letter every day. They, <laughs> they know the time and the day." They've been getting it five years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, make, I'll be making phone calls, and they're like, you know, oh, yeah, I get your emails. I'm like, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to do, you know, because you know, some of them sound country. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so I, one of the other things that I noticed, I listened to your most recent podcast was about – some of the vocabulary that some of these agents are using, again, like going like back this. to your, your theory of – treating everyone like their friends and family. What are some of, what's some of the vocabulary that people shouldn't use? Like in your podcast, the one was like, can I follow up with you? And you're like, no, no, no. That's so what's sales. some of that vocabulary that you need to avoid using when you're talking to people on the phone? And this is for real estate agents, right? Yeah. Boy, I think, I, I guess it's any kind of, I think you know, anybody in sales 
literally when you when I heard that from Crystal, I was like, that's the smartest game. Yeah, I really think your coaching can scale across businesses, yeah. which I was wondering. I was like, hmm, is Ricky gonna be doing this soon? Yeah, it's not just sure. real estate. Oh, but, sure. but no, I think yeah. it's across anything. It's just how you're talking to somebody. Like you said, you don't talk to your dad or your brother like that, then why the hell are you talking yeah. to this guy? Yeah. I loved it. It's uh it's universal. Relationships are just universal. You know, like they can be used in any industry in any country. You know, because people say, oh, I'm in New York. Will your system work? I'm like, uh, you know, are you a human? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, every, every, every person wants to feel like somebody cares about them, you know? And that's the, that is how you build business. Now, that, that, is, that is the way of the new world of business is showing people that you care and then backing it up with, with you know, actually caring, you know? So um, a couple of things not to say, like, I think the 1980s scripts of, hey, if you consider selling and do you know anybody that wants to buy or sell is so out the window. Um, that stuff is just so yesterday. And there's a lot of people that still do it and they're successful with it, right? Right. But here's the thing. They could sell more. They could sell more if they didn't use those lines. And the people that are selling with those lines are freaking master communicators. They're doing they're they, they are top-notch uh, uh, communicators, and they, 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 they're really good on the phone and, and all that stuff. They, they, you know, I think those guys are really, really good that are making those lines work in today's world. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, they're losing prospects because they're saying, hey, do you want to buy or sell? And they're like, no, nah, do you know anybody that wants to buy or sell? No, nah, okay, well, cool, thanks, or whatever. And what's happening is, is they're not capturing that person for the future. And so, like, like if you do it my way and say, is there anything you can do for you? And then follow that up and get their email, the same thing I just said. You capture that person forever now. And they know you weren't trying to pressure them and you just had this really cool conversation. You know, the other way, you sound like every other agent and people are never, you're never going to talk to them ever again. You know? And so what you don't realize is that when I say every person you do this with is worth 10 to 20 deals to you over life of your career, if you have two really good conversations and get two email addresses a day, but not any deals, you just did 20 to, to 40 transactions each day, every day. You did 20 to 40 transactions for the future, of course, but you did 20 to 40 transactions each day just from having a, a two really good conversations. But see, people don't look at it like this, but it's dead honestly true. Um, through repeat business referrals and referrals of referrals. You know, when they refer somebody to you, you make that relationship. Now they refer people to you and all the past kinds of referrals that happen in that scenario. It is, it, it's not just like I pulled this number out, out of thin air somewhere. It's true. It's, it's worth 10 to 20 deals to you over life of your career, maybe more. And when I started thinking about it and I was like, 10 to 20 deals, wait a minute. But what about those people that the 10 to 20, you know, the referrals there, they're worth 10 to 20. And then the referrals there were 10 to 20. Every person's worth like 100 to 200 deals to you. Really? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when you really think about it, like the snowball and the, the momentum of, of business and caring about people can really explode really fast. It's literally how I'm selling so much property on the side. Because really coaching is almost full time for me. I'm doing real estate on the side almost. So like stay away from those 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 questions about – you know, do you want to buy or sell and all that stuff? And like the follow-up thing, you know, it's like and when, when agents call and say, hey, I'm calling all the neighbors in your, all the people in your subdivision. Okay, yeah. Hey, Mr. Seller, um, you're, you're, you know, I'm just going down this big list and you're just another number on this huge list of people that I'm calling. And uh, I'm just going through the motions here and calling everybody, you know, and you're one of them. You know what I'm saying? It makes them feel like another number. Um, you know, um, at, at the end of the call to get the email address. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Like at the end of the call to get, uh, to get the email address, some agents say, Hey, I want to send my market report or I want to, I want to put you on my list or send this email report or something like that. The, the client's thinking, okay, no, thank you. You're going to put me on this big list and send me this bulk report that I don't care nothing about. Right. right. I like to say, Hey, I want to stay in touch with you. You know, I want to stay in touch with you. What's your email? That's how I'll stay in touch with people. So, yeah, there, there's definitely some things to say and not to say. Um, the follow-up thing, that was just something that came to mind because he said, uh, 
you know, he used that. And I was like, never say that, mm-hmm. you know, because, because that's making him feel like that he's just on this big, this, this, he's, he's going to be on your follow-up list of people that you're following up with to try to get right. a sale. And it's those little things that people don't think, like we're so used to saying that. Cause that's what we're trained. That's what we've been told yeah. to do yeah. over and over. So when you, when you close a deal, Ricky, with somebody, like you close their house, you're not going, hey, do you have a mother, brother, cousin that wants are you what you just sell and just say, I'll keep in touch with you, that's it. Like exactly. okay. they know they do, they don't have to ask and I don't have to tell them. Like they know that I'm gonna treat whoever they send my way like freaking family because I treated them that way. I don't have to ask for referrals, you know what I'm saying? And they know they're gonna hear from you every Wednesday. Yeah, they're gonna get your email every Wednesday to remind you you're still in the yeah. business, you're still yeah, here. Yeah, that's what makes my business so scalable and so automatic and, and so efficient is that email. That really is everything, to be honest. What's in that email? Um, I've got a picture of the area and like like also um if if uh like there's two things that you can do. You can go to zero diamond.com. There's a lesson in the course. It's called Ricky's Weekly Email with a video tutorial and, and examples. Okay. You can also go you can also go to constantcontact.com backslash ZTD for Zero to Diamond and actually start a free trial with Constant Contact. Get the same exact template that I use for my weekly emails and an ebook I wrote about how I make a million dollars a year with email. But what it has is a picture of the area, new listings, pendings, you know, uh, a webcam. I have a live beach cam. And then it might have feature properties or, or an article I wrote about, you know, something or maybe square foot prices this year compared to last year. There's a festival in the area, you know, um, do a little self-promotion, stuff like that. I think the biggest thing is, is that the email goes out, right? So many yeah. people are worried about the content of the email. And here's the funny thing. A lot of the people that matter that are getting that email don't even see the email, right? right? It's because uh, it's because like so many people are concerned with the open rate of the email. And what's far more interesting to me, like my email goes out to twelve thousand people, and twenty five hundred of them open it up every week. Okay, but what's far more inter- more interesting to me is the twenty five hundred people that didn't open it up but saw it in their inbox and they see it in their inbox every Wednesday. They're not opening it, but they know it's there. And in three years, they're ready to do something. So they start opening it because they knew it was there. And then they call me, you know, after opening it like three or four weeks in a row. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like people are so concerned with the open rate and the content of the email when really that's only half the battle. The other half of the battle is consistency. And then those people that aren't opening it yet. So I don't even look at the open rate. I care nothing about the open rate. And the content is, you know, I've made it really good over years, but if you're just starting out, it's like, just send something. You can say, hey, you know, this is Kenny. You know, I hope you're doing good. Here's all the new listings in the area. You know, if I can do something for you, you know, in the future, let me know. Have a good rest of the week. See you later. Yeah. It can be something really simple, man. It's just got to be consistent. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. We got some questions for you. Maybe we can, because I know we're, talking here we can rapid fire through some of these um because i'd like to get to all of them uh how are you getting most of your business right now it's just a snowball man it's just the past clients referrals referrals of referrals you know that weekly email because I've, I've, I've built it up so hard so strong so big over the last decade and a half that you know it's just it's just a monster you know it's just a monster you really branded yourself, basically. Like people know yeah. who you are; they know that they can call you, they can rely on you. Yeah, like I'm almost at 200k. We're uh, we're the first week of February. I'm like almost at 200k finished wow. so far this year. Wow. That's amazing. Awesome. That's are amazing. you are you putting are you putting video in your email? No, that will actually red flag it to go to spam. Really? Yeah, I tried that. I tried that. I tried bomb bomb. And I tried that, and like out of the twenty five hundred that used to open it up, that were opening it up with constant contact, it went that went down to eighteen hundred for two weeks in a row. And I, I, I immediately switched back over because that was not only uh, that was not only like you know six or seven hundred people, like just random people. That was six or seven hundred people that were opening my email that now are not opening it. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're like yeah. done with that. They were like, where's Ricky's Wednesday email? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. look, I mean, that was scary when that happened. I was like, oh, crap. 
And then I was like, if I go back, will it, will it like, I hope that it still works the same way it did, you know, when I go back, but it did, it's back to, back to normal. Cool. Do you ever fire difficult or rude clients? Never. I've never fired a client ever. Um, the rude ones, the difficult ones, the ones that talk a lot, the ones that I can't stand, all that stuff. The thing is, is that it's not to me to judge them about whatever they got going on. It's my job to help them do what they want to do. That's my job. And so, you know, through that, I, uh, I've definitely had some that I'm like, I'm glad that was over. <laughs> <laughs> sure. you know, but, but I've never, I've never like fired anybody or whatever. Okay, cool. Um, what, so this one's a little longer. What does your typical day look like? Cause I know you do so much stuff. Um, but what is your typical day like these days? I get up at four 30 and I start working on an email that goes to my coaching clients. I send that out by five every weekday. Um, and then I go to the gym for two hours. Um, I get to the office before eight, I organize my day, prioritize my day. And then I get to work. Whatever's on that list that I created, I just crush everything. I might have appointments at, for like the next two or three months, every hour is booked with something, a podcast, a showing, a listing appointment, you know, a coaching call, a, a speech. Like my, my calendar is starting to get full. So um, and then, you know, around around three is when I say, OK, it's getting close to the end of the day. I never get my entire list done. So that's when I have to go through my list and say, OK, what are the top you know, three, four, five, six, seven things that I have to get done before the end of today so that I can feel good about ending my day without leaving people hanging or whatever. So about three or four, I'll kind of make a list of, okay, these are the things I have to get done. And then I'll try to knock those out. And then after that, whatever else I get done before I come home, it's like a bonus, you know, and then I come home and kind of, you know, regroup and get ready for the next day. I I, I try to get to bed by 10 or so is, is pretty good for me. What time do you get done with the office usually get home? It just varies. Um, sometimes it could be, you know, normally about six, I guess I get home about six. And, uh, and then some days I may work from the house, you know, for a couple more hours, you know, working on videos or podcasts or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm trying to, like, I just hired a guy to help me edit videos. I've got a guy that's helping me with the Instagram videos. I, uh, of course I have Blake that's helping me a lot with a bunch of stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to, cause I was coming home and editing for like two or three hours every night. Crazy. Jeez. I can't believe you did all that. You're I don't like, know how you do it. You're like D rock. <laughs> I was, I was filming and editing every video on YouTube except for the daily grind. And, um, Crazy. and so that, that was a lot. That was a lot. So I did that for about six months. And I'm, I, this is how I do it, guys. Like, I, I go, I, I do things myself for so long, longer than you should, because I want to know how it really, I want I want to feel the pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know, I want to know how to do everything. And I want to know everything from the, like, I still run all my Facebook, Instagram, YouTube ads. Like, I, I, I create them, I run them, I tweak them, I turn the ones off that aren't doing good, I put more money on the ones that are doing good, I, I'm I run all that still. Um, so I just, I like to do it all. And, uh, cool. but yeah, I did have to let go of the editing. And I'm glad I did. The guy that's doing it, he's doing a really good job. That's smart. Very cool. Yeah. So what is your, um, what is, speaking of team, what does your team look like? We could we lose you. There he is. He's there. You're back. Okay. <laughs> I've got a real estate assistant, right? Okay. And she's a beast. This nice. is a straight animal. Um, and then she handles all that. And then I've got Blake. He uh, he films, you know, follows me around and films. He's your D Rock. <laughs> he's your D Rock. Yeah, he's my D Rock. He follows me to all the speeches and all that stuff and does the little episodes. He's a really talented guy. Um, and then I've got Brianna. She's kind of like a part-time assistant for the coaching business, kind of helps me manage the Facebook group and stuff like that. Um, and then I've, and then I've hired a guy to, uh, to make the Instagram videos for me. And I hired a guy to start helping me, uh, edit the uh, YouTube videos. Good. You've got a growing team. You got it going on. It is. It is. It's going good. Since we're, uh, since we're lenders, we always like to ask agents, 
what is a what do you what is an agent you know what do you look for in a, a lender for just example what do you look for and what do you think agents should look for with working in a lender even though crystal does commercial residential it's always nice to hear you know yeah i mean it comes back to the relationships you know um but at the end of the day uh when i was new trying to I, you know i didn't really have a go-to lender um and i actually ended up using a couple different lenders you know there in the beginning before i landed on my guy that you know, it's incredible. Um, lenders would, a lot of lenders would, uh, would run into problems and then not tell you about the problems until it was too late. And nothing made me more upset than that. You know, I've got a client and, you know, we don't know what's going on and they're telling us everything's cool. And then two weeks before closing, they're like, you know, we, we, you know, we got this problem. I'm like, man, if you'd have told us that two weeks ago, we could have made some adjustments, maybe even changed yeah. lenders or done something to, 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 you know, to make sure. But here you were, you were just worried about the deal. You weren't worried about us by all means. And, and here we are. Okay. So that's a big thing is like being really upfront. I think uh, lenders should be really upfront from day one. And as soon as they hear anything, this should be as upfront as they can be with everybody involved. And when you have that transparency, as a lender, then people trust you. And that you have to have that as a lender because lenders kind of have a bad rap just like agents do. And also, you know, there's not a big difference between lenders. I mean, you all pretty much go by the same rates. I mean, you can, you can squeeze a little here or give a little there, origination points. But at the end of the day, it's not, there's not a big difference, you know, in lenders as far as cost. I agree. It all comes down, it all comes down to the customer service. So, the relationships again, yeah. Yeah, relationships, yeah. customer service. Yeah. Relationships and service, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really comes down to the customer service and being transparent, I think, is mm-hmm. really big. We always say that. Like, for me, my biggest thing is communication. So I think you have to be a really effective communicator. I mean, as I, don't, I think it's any business, really. Like, what business is it like? Well, you could kind of be a shitty communicator, you know? So um, definitely the communication and the service is important. Um, what do you think? Uh, if you're a client looking to list their house, what are the top questions they should be asking an agent? That's a good one. I got them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make them think. I don't know. Um, that's a good question because I, I, if I, let's see, if I were a seller and I was hiring an agent, what would I ask the agent? I don't know. I would probably want to know kind of what the track record is, you know, what, what they've sold, how long they've been in business, stuff like that. You know, um, I would actually approach it kind of the same way, approach it as an agent, trying to fill the person out, you know, fill the personality out, see if there's a match. Um, you know, a, as an agent, when I'm walking into the situation of a listing appointment, my biggest thing is to show me the house. I'm going to know all, all about, I'm going to know all the reasons why it's the nicest house in the neighborhood. And, I want to know, you know, why you're selling. To me, that's the biggest thing. Like, why are you selling this? You know, because there's always a bigger reason, right? Their mom died. Their kids went to college. They, you know, they lost their job. They got a job. Something's going on in their life that's causing them to make this decision above just wanting to sell a property or buy a property. And when you can figure that out, um, then you really got something. So, I would more so as a seller sit back and see, is this agent going to ask me why I'm selling? Do they really care? Do they sound like every other agent? Are they just trying to get me to sign a listing? Do they sound really scripted, you know, uh, and really try to figure out who I'm dealing with? Yeah. What do you think? Um, it's not on here, but I was talking about today with an agent. Um, because like, so I work a guarantee rate and the top loan officer closed $550 million last year, which is crazy. Right. And he talks to so many people and it's cool when you get to hear him, he does a weekly call with our company. And the first question, like you said, the first question he asks when he gets a lead from, you know, Ricky gives him a lead. Here's a buyer. He doesn't go, Oh, he goes, why are you buying now? Why are you selling now? Well, I want to know why. Cause he builds that rapport. And then the other question that he asked that I thought was cool is he says, so what are your fears? And people are like, what? He goes, what is your fears when you're buying? Like, what, what are you scared of? They're like, I'm not scared. He goes, are you scared of losing your deposit, not closing on time, not qualifying? And all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, you're, you're right. I didn't think about that. Do you, do you ever, as an agent, you close 100 deals a year, you're talking to a lot of people. 
it's kind of I've been I've been kind of going through this with people. I realize like having fears for buyers or sellers, or whatever. It's it's we're in this every day, so we live it, we breathe it. But these people, if it's their first time, they could have fears. Do you kind of? I mean, maybe you think about it. If not, but what do you think some of the top fears are of maybe why people aren't buying or some things where you can help them get off the fence or why they're not listing? And I just wanted to ask your opinion if you kind of have anything in your head about that. Not really, um, but I did, I'm really good at listening, though. And I can tell if there's something bothering them or if they're scared of something, you know. And if I feel like they are, then I'll, I'll do my best to make them feel comfortable with, with whatever that is. You know, I'll be really really sensitive to whatever that that is you know that you're hinting around to me that they, they might be worried about you know because they'll they'll let you know if they're scared about something you know i'm say hey you know what about the earnest money or you know what if, what if this or what if that you know that's what that's when you you, you know you got you have to listen to your to your clients you know yeah and you got it you got it you got to listen to them and really care about what they're saying you know, and, and that's how you go deep with relationships, you know, is listening and reacting to, to, to what they're saying, you know, and, and, and reading them. No, I agree. Um, I know we talked about social media. Are you, is social media helping you build your business, not your coaching, but helping you sell more real estate? Does that help you or is that just more helping you build your coaching? What What's your opinion and are you spending money on ads to get to get business? No, not for real estate. Um, okay. you, know, um, you know, that's where I spend most of my money for the coaching business. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm spending a lot there for coaching and I, I, I'm picking up coaching you know, my coaching business is growing 50 to 100 agents per day. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokers. Yeah, I just hit 10,000 um, like a couple of days ago. That's crazy. And uh, it's growing 50 to 100 uh, agents. It's literally the fastest growing real estate coaching program in the world. Um, but um, as far awesome. as real estate goes, you know, this is something I have a hard time with because I know social media is such a big thing and like going to become bigger and bigger as time goes on. Yep. But I'm just such a believer in the voice to voice and targeting property owners that own the type of property you want to sell. And I just haven't hit it. I haven't, I haven't seen where social media is more efficient than that. Because if you get a lead from social media, what do you got to do? You got to call them, Right. And so to me, it's like you can have unlimited numbers of property owners that own the exact price point that you want to sell in, and you can call them back to back to back to back, you know? And so to me, I still, I think the phone is the number one thing, regardless of where you get your leads, social media, online, whatever. And so if you have the opportunity to pick your price point and call back to back to back, you know, eight hours a day forever, I just haven't found anything more efficient. When I do, I'll let you know. But for now, you know, that's that's the thing. And what I do with social media and real estate is I take all those people to get my weekly email. I create a custom audience and I run I run ads to those people that are already know me. So I go deeper with the relationships on Facebook and Instagram. But I don't even really do that that much as much as I should, you know? Yeah. So Okay. Um, so I know we talked yesterday. Uh, I know you kind of talk about it online. So Crystal and I, you know, one of the big things we do, I'm not saying we're different than most, but we have been for a while putting our money to work. We aggressively invest our money. Um, we invest, we've done a lot of flips. We own apartment buildings and stuff like that. So that's one thing which we actually push a lot of people in our industry, in our world. Because I mean, as you know, um, you know, 50, 20 years from now, if you put your money, if you made good money and put it to work, it can you can make a lot more wealth and build wealth through buying real estate and owning and you know watching it grow rather than sit here and because you're going to pay a lot of tax on the money you earn. So it's a way once you start learning that. But I know you talked about you you invest and stuff. Can you kind of talk about just what you're doing with your money, what you're investing in, and kind of stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty I'm pretty well diversified. I've got a lot of long term rentals, and then I have some that I'll probably keep for a year or two and sell. And then I have a lot that I'll just buy and sell them the next day. Um, so I have a real diverse portfolio of, uh, of properties. I probably buy maybe three or so a month, um, either to keep or to buy and flip or to fix up and flip. 
Um, so I have that going on. I have I have a very diversified stock portfolio. Um, of course, I'm throwing I'm, I'm investing. To me, investing into the coaching business is another investment. Oh, for sure. For sure. I agree, 100. percent Just like the rest of the investments, you know. I mean, the rest of the investments, my principal's still there. You know, with the coaching, my principal goes away immediately, but I'm building up equity in my brand, which will pay back a million fold. And so, to me, I've got high risk investments, low risk investments, everything in between. And so, you know, that, that I really, I really like where I'm at investment wise, and I have a lot of cash. I'm on, I'm on the sideline, you know, with a lot of cash too for you know for that moment that we have a really big correction you know, that's going to come sooner or later. So I've also learned like through the crash, you know, when things go down, you don't sell, you buy more. Yeah. You know? So, you know, it's like stocks. You know, I expect my stocks to go down like 50, 60% at some point. But you buy more. As hell because I'm going to put so much more money into those same stocks and the dividend is going to be even more, you know, at that time. So, when you really look at the world from an abundance standpoint and, and, you know, unlimitedness and you understand the ebbs and flows of markets and how to take advantage of every point of the market, you just can't lose, you know? I mean, you just, I mean, something tragic could happen. Sure. You know, you could find yourself with cancer one day, or you could have some lawsuit that takes, knocks you out of the game. There's things that can happen for sure. But as far as from like just a, a technical standpoint, um, there's no way there's, I mean, there's no way you can lose. I agree. So what is, uh, what's next for Ricky? What's the vision? What's the goal? What's the net? You know, what, what do you, where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself? I know it's kind of a stupid question in five years, but with the coaching and stuff, I know, I know I asked you that because I, I know you can kind of see yourself there. Um, and it'd be cool to kind of just see where, where you think you're going to be. And uh, I know you're, you're just like you said, you're growing rapidly and it's just going to continue to go. Yeah. I think in five years, I'll be like on Mars somewhere teaching rats how to, you know, build condos <laughs> and stuff, like sell With properties and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, um, my, my goal is to continue selling 100 properties a year from here on out. Um, I, I built a business that I can do that you know, without putting forth much effort um, there. So I want to just continue that, you know, forever and keep that going. Um, 2016, I started writing my books. 2017, I published both books and got the coaching program started. 2018, I figured out Instagram and YouTube and got momentum there. 2019 is the year for speeches for me. So this is the year where I'm going to take the platforms I already built with the coaching and the Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, and I'm gonna blow everything up with these speeches and get my name, get my face out there. Because when I go to these towns, half the people already know me; they're already following me, Tom. but the other half doesn't. And so, what's gonna happen is, is I'm gonna blow everybody's mind, and the people that were following me are gonna tell more people, and the people that weren't following me are gonna start following me and tell more people. And so, I think this is the year for me where, I, I, like, a year looking back. Next year is going to be 100,000 subscribers, which I'm not gauging anything on the number of subscribers. To me, that's kind of a, a way to gauge. It's really, it's really hard to gauge, but to me, it's a way to gauge how many people I'm helping. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 So no, that's, kind of, that's kind of where, where I, what my goal is, is to hit that 100K and um, just kind of see what that feels like and see, see where we're at. Exciting. So where, um, where can people find you if they don't know you? Well, that's a loaded question too. Um, <laughs> now, um, if you're an agent and you want to connect with me on the free coaching, that's at zero to diamond.com. Um, and then of course, Instagram and, and, uh, and YouTube, but you know, at Ricky Carruth, I've got the Facebook group zero to diamond real estate agents. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. Um, I answer every single DM on Instagram. So if you guys need anything or have anything to say or got any feedback or anything I can do to help you, feel free to reach out there. And, uh, you know, I'm around. Cool. Awesome. Well, Ricky, I appreciate the time. Um, 
it's cool to see just anybody in the world, you know, doing what you're doing. And I met you, what, eight months ago and been following you and see the growth. And um, Crystal and I are, uh, we're learning a lot from you too. And we're, we're kind of on a similar path where we believe that, you know, this is the way to build a business and a brand and you have to spend money. It's a lot of time and a lot of effort. And, and I don't think a lot of people understand, like you said, when they go, oh, I want to do that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's another full-time job. But once you get into it, um, it's it's amazing. So I appreciate your time, and I just hope you just knock it out of the park. And we're gonna just keep watching you grow, grow, grow. And if uh, if if we if we learn some hacks, we'll tell you. And I know if you learn some hacks, you'll tell us. So uh, I just want to say I appreciate it. Thanks. Absolutely, back to you, man. I appreciate you guys having me on, and um, you know we're gonna stay in touch. I look forward to watching you guys grow as well. Cool. Thank right. you. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks, Ricky. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.